You uh, wanted to see me, Zach? Corelli, we got a situation here. Oh, what, what's up? Well, I've been giving this a lot of thought, and this web slinger is all over the place. He's not just in movies. He's in cartoons, comics, coloring books. I want to talk about all of it. So what what are you what are you saying exactly? Get me more podcasts of Spider-Man. More? We already released Spider-Man Minute five times a week. You don't think that's enough? There's seven days in a week, Corelli. Where's my Sunday Gazette, my Saturday edition? Uh, Weekend Bugle? Oh, I like that. But what if we called it The Weekend Bugle? Yeah, The Weekend Bugle, sure. Oh, and another thing. How do we start monetizing this stuff? I want a quarter every time somebody listens. Well, why don't we put The Weekend Bugle on Patreon? Patreon? Yeah, our listeners can go to duelinggenre.com slash support, become a patron for $5 a month, and gain access to The Weekend Bugle and all the other bonus podcasts we put on Patreon. Fantastic idea, Corelli. Glad I thought of it. They don't want us to be famous. Patreon will make us infamous. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 2 one movie launching minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. And today we are talking about Minute 4, which has the actual movie portion of the movie beginning in earnest. You know? Hey, we're watching Spider-Man 2. We're we're watching Spider-Man 2. There's actors. On the screen, seeing lines and movies. It's thrilling. I'm very excited uh, about all this. Genuinely, like I was talking about yesterday, the end of the credit sequence like makes me excited to watch the movie. And now we're we're in the movie. I'm, I'm really, really stoked about it. Of course, minute four, in terms of beginning the movie, begins with the title sequence fading out, opening on a billboard of Mary Jane's face. And it ends with Mr. Aziz saying, Peter. Um... <sighs> It's just just swell, swell movie uh, from from the get go. Uh, I guess we should start with the billboard. I guess we could start there. Yeah. So for, first, it's a Alex Ross painting that transitions into a photo billboard of Mary Jane. Right. Yeah. It's um, it almost works. I guess is yeah. a way to phrase it in in terms of like I don't think it's ever like fully convincing that like that billboard is literally up there where wherever it is but yeah it's it's one of the fakest billboards i've ever seen in the movie. <laughs> um for all of the uh for all of the cgi wonders that they do in this, uh, this billboard is not their best work no. not their best work no it appears to be just floating in midair um <sighs> it doesn't even really look like it's attached to anything it's just yeah it's There's... just floating above the street you can like uh, see the edge, the edges, the like blurry edge as like a, a cab goes by underneath. It's not, it's not. Great. Did you see, um, did you see Panic Room? 
Did you ever see Panic Room? Uh, no, I've seen sequences of it though. That's that David Fincher okay. flick with uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Jody, yeah. the um the titles in uh, Panic Room are all uh they all look like they are it's like wide shots of the city and all of the opening credits are. They look like they oh, are like, physical letters suspended in the street. Yes, yes. That's this. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what this looks like. It's like, it's not a board. It's just a floating, you know, face. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I like the idea of the shot. I think it, like, sure, you know, the execution doesn't, I don't buy it 100%, but I think it's a good, you know, um, concept in terms of the painting fading to an image and talking about her watching over you, but, oh, she's watching over you because it's a billboard. Oh, I see. Um, that all right, that right, all right. tracks. It's just sure when we are only looking at a film a minute at a time, these uh, com- compositing issues kind of stand out a little bit more where I was like, that doesn't hold up at all. What are you doing? Um, yeah. 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 Doesn't, it uh, also doesn't make I, logical sense. The yeah, billboard. Well, it doesn't it doesn't make sense visually. Mm. It also doesn't make sense <laughs> that it's a thing. Like in um, the story. Yeah. In the story. Cause okay. Yeah. Mary Jane is a a, a, a an off Broadway actress. Yeah. In a revival. She is uh <laughs> she is not a model and yet she got this modeling gig where she's leading a campaign. Yeah. Um, with for a perfume. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, she's like a billboard and she's got ads all over the city as we'll see throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and the billboard itself says that it's in Paris and New York. So like what? She got paid a lot of money. Yeah. To do this. And I don't know how, because you don't get a gig like this without a modeling agent, but why would she have a modeling agent when she's an actress? I don't even think she has an acting agent. No, no. It's, it's making her off-Broadway debut. Um, it almost feels like a holdover from an idea we talked about last season where it kind of would make more sense with this version of Mary Jane and the way they play her that she would go into acting for film, you know, becoming a film actress. Uh, right. And... If we're in that vein, if by this movie, you know, because she's been a struggling actress in the first movie, and then by this movie, she's doing better in a tangible way, it might make more sense that she, you know, being a young ingenue, very pretty person, uh, ended up in a a show or something that has a campaign associated with it. But it doesn't Mm -hmm. really scale appropriately with her going into theater. And she goes into theater, of course, because they want her to be a struggling actress in New York for the first film so that she's where Peter is. So she would probably be, you know, working in theater. So like, it's almost like a thing, a holdover, a, a, a appendage, uh, from a version of the movie and the character we've never seen, I guess is what's weird. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. maybe she got su- more success in modeling before she got su- any success in acting or something. It's just, what? How did she even get success in modeling? It's like a completely different It's a different skill track. set. Yeah. It's yeah. A different. I don't know. It's a completely different career track. I don't know. It's it's very weird, but it yeah. makes sense. It's a weird It's a weird story choice. It's a weird story choice. It makes sense emotionally for Peter to have her looming over him, but it just doesn't actually make sense in the 
world we've created. Um, Whereas if this was a movie poster and mm -hmm. she was in a movie or a TV show or something, uh, that would make more sense. Yeah. Because then it's also, yeah, but then it's also like she, it's like, you know, she's becoming a successful actress. Harry is becoming successful at Oscorp, so successful that he didn't even have to finish college. Uh, and yet here's Peter left behind, still struggling. There you that, go. I, there you I go. feel like that's that's a little more, um, I don't know, thematically relevant. Yeah, it's stronger. Yeah. 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 Whereas this modeling thing is yeah, it's a, little, it's a little much. You can have your cake and eat it too in that scenario. Whereas here it feels like we have to cheat a bit and like shrug and be like, yeah, well, it should be there because over his face. But like. But if there was room for another draft in the way they wrote this movie, that might be a thing you could iron out uh, <laughs> the next draft. Um, yeah. I do like this sort of the the ramp, speed ramp out of the daydream, this like comedic beat uh, that's edited well because it goes right into the, the sort of whip pan to reveal the predicament that we <laughs> we go out of our out of our slow-mo daydream where he's looking at the uh, billboard well, and then Barker. Yeah. Yeah, well, even before that, though, mm-hmm. there's still more to talk about. We talked about with the billboard, but we oh, didn't sure. talk about what he was saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is, first of all, uh, he says, Mary Jane Watson. Oh, boy. Uh. Um, which, I, I, we didn't tell you this, every, everybody, but um, Alvin Sargent, uh, 80 years old uh, at the time of writing this. He's in his 90s now. Yeah, um, he's a legitimately old man. Um, he was an elderly man while working. He Those hours that we described yesterday of him writing every day in a trailer. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's late 70s, early 80s at this point, and he's doing that. It's crazy. Golly. Yeah. Um, he's so old. <laughs> what a champ. And he kept he kept yeah. working until like 2011 or something still. I mean, he. Right. Yeah, he was no slouch. Uh, right. Sergeant. You know, it is. Like you say, it's it's an old fashioned way to phrase this. Oh boy! Thing. Oh boy! Um, but there's almost like a a beautiful circumstance in having a a screenwriter this old for this type of character because yeah. it, like because the movie has to bridge eras, right? Which we've we've talked about right. before. The idea that like these movies kind of exist outside of the actual time of 2004 and this you know s- slightly elevated world of uh slightly 1960s tone with the modern sensibility where the, spidey being a new hero is a story from 40 50 years ago but spidey on screen as a new hero is a story from the turn of millennium so how do you bridge those two tones with your big picture it may be the idea of oh we're gonna set it in the modern day but we'll have a <laughs> genuine old man Right, the way that this young man spoke, uh, yeah, that kind of I don't know blends it together. It it I I mean I think it I think it does I think I think it works it yeah. really does. Um, I I know that it doesn't work for everybody. I know it really takes some people out of it, but I think when you're looking at the movie as a whole, it it's not it's it's part of the whole. You know, yeah, like it's, yeah, it it fits in the movie that they're making. Like you might not like it, but. It's not like it sticks out in the movie. Right, it, that's just right. what these movies feel like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's Peter is Whereas this like, kind of dork. He is not a 
Right. New hip kind of dork. Uh, right. Whereas like <laughs> if they, if, if Mark Webb, you know, was making amazing Spider-Man and they had Andrew Garfield saying, Oh boy, uh, that wouldn't work at all. That'd feel because, like a clash. Yeah. 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 It would. Uh, yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't clash. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. It mm-hmm. doesn't clash here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it works. What, doesn't quite work. I, you know, I can't help but wonder um, if Alvin Sargent remembers the first movie. Uh, there's this line where Peter says, um, if only she knew how I felt about her. Oh, boy. Uh, and, but she does. Yeah. She does. Because you, like, made out with her on your uncle's grave. <laughs> At the end of the pre. I mean, you don't do that with just anybody. Yeah, you're both into that, buddy. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> she knows. She definitely yeah. knows. Plus, um, she also k- kind of definitely knew he was Spider-Man. I mean, it's not like totally like written in huge letters in the sand, but like it the, sure seemed the, like the it. gasp moment with the lips and all that. I mean, when they made Spider-Man, thinking it was the Spider-Man movie, and we'll see how well this does. Maybe we'll make it, make another one. That's a fine enough like cap on the thing, on the uh, emotional journey there. But it's almost like they're doing a soft reset here with Sargent. Like that. Right. We can't have them at the place they were at the end of the movie to do the type of thing we want to do here. But they could have. I think. It's just a weird, it's a weird hitch in their get along where we might have some like rolling repercussions of this decision to, if only she knew how I felt about her and she doesn't know I'm Spider-Man being our, our new, uh, status quo that we start from. Right. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's, it's weird. It doesn't entirely connect with the last, the end of the last movie. Mm -hmm. Not, not quite. You, you definitely have to squint a little to make it work. Mm -hmm. Um, because she definitely knows, bare minimum, she definitely knows how she how he feels about yes, her. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, she's probably baffled as to why he's not wanting to be with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because really, from her perspective, it's like, we made out on your uncle's grave, and then you were like, <laughs> I, I can't, and then you just walked away. I'm like, we as the audience know, oh, well, it's because he's Spider-Man. But to her, she's just like, what? What did you? What is happening? Why can't we be together? What is happening? Yeah. Um. But she definitely knows that he has feeling for. Her. I would argue that she knew at the beginning of the last movie. She just didn't have the same feelings for him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it wasn't a secret. Yeah. I mean, what is it? What does uh, Aunt May even say in the last movie? Uh, everybody. Everybody else knows. knows. Yeah. 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 Everybody knows. Yeah, I just I think I think Peter's just a big old dum dum. Yeah, that's, that's what I think. Yeah, I think that's a that might be the an easy way to resolve uh, a lot of odd moments in this movie. It's just yeah. Peter's dumb. I mean, not he's that he's a stupid person. Obviously, he's you know a very bright young man when it comes to schoolwork and science and whatnot. Uh, but he's just a dumb person at being a human sometimes, and I think that's. <laughs> I think that's why we relate to him because everybody <laughs> i don't care how clever you are everybody's dumb sometimes uh and i when i when i see a character fail or uh do something stupid and be embarrassed i immediately empathize with and identify with them so 
I'm just like I'm just hearing I'm hearing that uh, that quote from uh, Seinfeld where it's like the you can take the reservation but you can't keep the reservation. <laughs> I'm just thinking you can be the spider but you can't be the man. Like, <laughs> it's just <laughs> you're late, man. Always late. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my! Anyway, uh, so yeah. this big old dum dum is on this. Uh, this little, this little scooter, little scooter, yeah, little scooter buggy, motorcycle thingy, um, and this is uh, this is straight out of the Ramita era. Uh, that's I mean, right. And I yeah. think that's that's one of the the themes that um, we're going to be able to hit and really point out is that the first film was largely inspired by the Ditko era mm-hmm. of Spider Man. This film is largely inspired by the Ramita era. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the third film is a whole mess of things, um, <laughs> which is why that movie's uh, confused about what it is. Right, right. Uh, but but they, you know, it's very clean that the first film was Ditko, this film was Ramita, straight up. Yeah, you know the yeah. the little buggy, uh, <laughs> you know the way he dresses, the fact he's in college and struggling with mm. his relationships, he's out like on his all own. that. He doesn't live with Aunt May. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah. All of that is straight out of the Ramita era, and. Uh, it's it's why I love this film. The Ramita era, you know, I've said many times mm. the the Lee Ramita era of Spider Man is my Spider Man. That's my yeah. favorite Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, and it's and uh, <laughs> that's what this is. It's like a fun. I don't. This is what used to count as an Easter egg. I think uh, Spidey scooter. You know, like it yeah. Oh, <laughs> he wore he had a scooter for like twenty issues and Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, through the it wasn't Ramita Howard the... the Ducks popping up somewhere. It was. Uh, <laughs> Scooter. Yeah, this is what constituted as <laughs> as an Easter egg. Um, you have those like clickbait articles, but they were like, um, they, you had Peter once rode a scooter in an issue of Spider Man once. <laughs> the girls thought it was very cool. Uh... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We talked about um, Spider Man Blue on uh, on uh, the Weekend Bugle. Yeah, the Patreon uh, a while show back. During, yeah. yeah, our Patreon show during the hiatus, and uh, th- this is. The the scooter the it makes its appearance in that because I mean that was that was also largely inspired by the Ramita era right um, yeah the uh, Jeff Loeb Tim Sale book Spider Man Blue if which if you haven't ever read I highly recommend checking it out God it's uh, great it is uh, for my money maybe. I I I really think it's the best Spider Man story ever told yeah it's uh, real real good boy it's great but, um, yeah it's really great and and you can you can you get to see the scooter because it's in there um, yeah. Yeah. Which is which is fun, <sighs> little scooter. But oh. uh, anyway, so we meet Mr. Aziz. We sure do. Yeah. Um. And I, what a great intro. Because I, I think what's cool about you know coming right out of the daydream and then uh, into this comedic bit is is not just that it's funny and it's edited well. We're already, I'm already like, oh god, yeah, they're putting these sequences together pretty much perfectly. Is that it's immediately a dilemma that puts into perspective like where Peter is in his life, the, the, the pizza dilemma. There's no like slide into the movie, like slowly waking up and rubbing its eyes and like, you know, here's how we, this is our world. It's just pizza dilemma, New York adulthood. We get it. Well, and I, and I love the, the transition in the voiceover Uh where he says, um, I forget exactly the setup to it, but he Mm. basically said, I also have a job to do. And you're like, Oh yeah, you're Spider-Man. It's like, no, it's delivering pizzas. (laughs) (laughs) Just, 
just the best sort of like undercut introduction of Spider-Man. Stop, stop, uh, stop. Yeah. Um, yeah Mr. So Aziz here uh, is Asif Manvi, who is um, is a pretty prolific uh, actor. Um, he's been in stuff for, for ages. Uh, I think he's probably most known for this and for The Daily Show that he was on for a number of years where he was the... Um, he was a correspondent, you know, that they would use in bits. Uh, his title on the show was the senior foreign-looking correspondent, which, there you go, uh, Daily Show. Um, but he's a, a very, very smart, a very dedicated uh, actor and and uh, writer-producer. Um, but, you know, he's been on, like, Siege Miami, Vi- uh, Miami Vice, Law & Order, CSI, Oz, The Sopranos. Um, he's been getting some bigger parts in recent years and i think one notable credit that i'm kind of excited about is that he has a show called uh halal and the family which was a sitcom about a uh, muslim family that addresses islamophobia in a comedic context and in that he's the lead actor you know like number one in the call sheet he's the cornerstone of the show itself and um that was around 2015 and as of this recording in 2018 it's being developed as an animated series uh and um, yeah and so i don't know who's gonna land on on that i think originally it was like tbs or something but uh that might be something to keep an eye out for in the years and beyond uh a a show starring asif manvi um he's uh you know he's he was born in india but he was raised in the north of england and then he went to high school Mm. and college in florida so he has had a sort of wow. uniquely worldly upbringing. Yeah. Um, I mean, his this is not his like his real, real accent. This is a sort of uh, amalgamation of like one of his parents' accents plus, uh, you know, uh, an American accent that he learned living in America. But apparently, <laughs> apparently when he gets like uh, a little drunk, uh, his... His Northern England accent comes out, uh, which would sound a bit like uh, Sean Bean uh, or any of the <laughs> people in uh, Westeros in Game of Thrones that are sort of north of the wall, like a Yorkshire accent where he would. Right. Uh, he would just I mean, he's which just is cool to me. I just think that's wonderful. Um, so, yeah, I I really like him and I like that he has such confidence in this introduction where this could mm-hmm. just be a ton of exposition and dilemma stuff but he's he's injecting with this this life and energy uh like he's a world weary dude who's been dealing with this guy for a while and not this is my first day of shooting on this movie um it's it's new york immediately and it's new york because because of it's alive yeah 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 plus they shot it in new york yeah this part right i also i really love the the detail of the uh the tomato sauce on his shirt (laughs) looks like he's working hard you know i don't know yeah it's really it's really good it always annoys me when you go to uh a restaurant um you know one of these kinds of restaurants these sort of um you know, uh, walk-ups or whatever, yeah, a, or like a bar or or something like that mm. in a show, and it, it's usually in TV shows where, right, this, where right. it's really bad, where everyone is just in crisp, brand new T-shirts, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like that's not what these places look like at all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I I I very much like the tomato sauce stain on his shirt. Oh god, it's good. good. Yeah, it's kind of the way that like. Peter's dumb uh, sticker on his helmet is beat up and his helmet's all beat up. Um, mm-hmm. Which ha- has another detail that I love, which is a rare thing in, in films like this. Like normally 
if you have a, a graphic of some kind on screen, whether it's like, oh, this is a restaurant that we're working at, or like, this is the moving company, um, they, they would have to Greek out any, uh, like real, you know, phone numbers or, uh, identifications. Right. Five, or five, like five. That. Yeah. Five, five, five it up. But there's another, another common number that I don't have memorized, but where they <laughs> just physically bought, it goes to, it's a real number to like someplace in Nebraska, but it, there's nobody at the other end of it. So that I think. I think Paramount paid for it originally, so there's a non-555 number people can use. But I like that on Peter's helmet, it's the Joe's Pizza, you know, advertisement, but it's the real Joe's Pizza that they're actually shooting at. That is the real address, and that's their real phone number. So if, like, (laughs) if there was a scenario where some eagle-eyed viewer was like, oh, wow, I'm going to call that number, see what it is, and, like, you know, actually check it out, it's just free business for Joe's Pizza which is mm-hmm. um, like <laughs> about as good as you can go in these scenarios. And, and uh, speaking of Joe's Pizza, mm-hmm. uh, Joe's Pizza, of course, founded in 1975 Ooh. Uh, by uh, Pino Joe Pazzuli, an Italian <laughs> immigrant uh, originally from Naples, Italy, where, which is where my family is from. Oh, no way. Uh, huh. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a classic slice of pizza in New York. I mean, it's it's Manhattan-style pizza. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and it's, uh, you know, a favorite amongst, amongst tourists and everything. Uh, Joe's Pizza now has the sign that says, uh, you know, from Spider-Man, the, <laughs> the, the pizza place from Spider-Man. And it is... There, you know, it's funny because there is a, there is a very what's the acute egregious what's mistake? egregious yeah yeah very yeah. Very, <laughs> very egregious uh, a reference to Doctor Strange later in the movie, which you know we all know the the you know Doctor Strange uh, great but it's taken um, <laughs> sure, that yeah. that whole thing and and but what's interesting is that there's this is actually another you know kind of obtuse reference to oh okay uh, to Doctor yeah, Strange. I thought- I thought we were going to go on the pizza definition, so I was reaching for egregious because oh, oh. I was like, "Yeah, it's a real bad mistake." But oh, no, oh. no, this is just a cutesy. Yeah, this is nod. this is an obtuse oh. version. Um, <laughs> where, whereas, like, whereas the later the later Doctor Strange reference is is the opposite of that. Um, it's <laughs> yeah, not very put on Front Street. But uh, <laughs> but here, um, this Joe's Pizza is uh, located at uh, I believe it says two five six Bleecker Street, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Doctor Strange's uh, Sanctum Sanctorum is located at one seven seven A Bleecker Street in oh, Greenwich Village. Fun. It's it's, uh, it's his it's part of town. In, yeah, yeah, it's this t- part of town. It's uh, Greenwich Village. It's on Bleecker Street. It's the same street. Mm-hmm. Um, so if uh, Doctor Strange does indeed exist in this universe, uh, <laughs> he he lives down the street from Joe's Pizza. Um, I wish. I wish. <laughs> Uh, there was a, uh, a, a a little Chinese man somewhere here that I could be like, oh, Wong's picking oh, up maybe some that's pizza. Wong. For- oh, yeah. If he was bringing pizza back to the sanctum. Oh, man, that would be cool. That, that would, would be, be really cool. Yeah. Um, and again, did we say this t- today or have we said it yet that like Doctor Strange notable as like the other character that Steve Ditko and Stanley Stan Lee, worked, right. yeah, worked together? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, no, we didn't we didn't bring that up yet. But yeah, that's 100 yeah. percent true. Super cool. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's it's fun and it's lived in and it's a real place. And uh, I like that when we jump into Spider-Man here with, you know, Asif Mandi setting up our uh, pizza dilemma, 
were into handheld coverage and were really on New York City, and they use the space really well because, you know, on a a studio backlot, you wouldn't have this density of uh, of people and pedestrians and buildings and whatnot, and they actually go from the outside of the store to the inside of the store and, like, make the most use of it. Again, we have... <laughs> well, I don't know. Again, it's our first, like, real minute of it. Uh, but Bill Pope... Yep. ...using a shot with tons of depth in it. Uh, yep. This is... And the lighting change in shot is... That is so, so hard difficult to do. to do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like I we I we can't even really hammer this home just mm-hmm. how difficult that is. Yeah. Uh the skill involved in lighting a set in order to do that, but then yeah. also like get all of your 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 camera operators working in tandem to get those, you know, th- that stuff turned yeah, yeah. in time to like reset as you're going inside and making it look like nothing's happening. That is so hard. Uh, it's in- impossibly difficult. If, if, if it's not clear, um, if, if people haven't done much in the way of like photography, uh, the sun is, I mean, this might sound too obvious when you say it out loud, but like the sun is such a strong light source um, uh-huh. that if you are going from an, exterior to an interior if you've exposed for people to be in direct sunlight when you come in inside everything's going to be totally messed up because the the outside light source is so 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 bright compared basically to what pitch be like black inside. your image will basically be pitch, pitch black, black. Yeah. yeah and if you were, do, were to do the reverse like to light and expose for the interior and then walk outside with the camera everything will get blown out insanely so right. so to be able to do both seamlessly is insane um i I just it's amazing and we don't even notice it it's just amazing as it happens and we're we're right in the thick of it uh you know with mr disturbance uh Uh, there was a disturbance (laughs) oh my god i disturbance. i want to use that every time i'm late from now on i just want to say (laughs) there was a disturbance sorry i'm late there was a disturbance and just get a little like Spider-Man mask to poke out of your pocket that you can like. Well, I, yeah, it's easy for you to say. No, sh- <laughs> it'll be like a weekend project. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, the mask. Yeah, it's it's so silly. It uh, but it feels right. This dork. There was a disturbance, and then he <laughs> and he's just him. like always oh, a disturbance, which means he's he has used that excuse <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> That that turn of phrase that there was a disturbance. What uh, a goofball. Peter, you doofus. Um yeah, the the dilemma continues with the uh the uh, allusion to the 29 minute guarantee where we've only got 8 minutes left on it, which it's probably worth pointing out is not a thing anymore and it right. was not a thing anymore when this movie came out. Right. Uh it's illegal. It it is it is highly illegal to have a time guarantee on pizza. It has been since the nineties yeah. uh, because of the Domino's incident. Uh, yeah. Someone, someone was killed by a pizza delivery person. Well, she who... was, she was injured. She was seriously oh, in- injured. Oh, oh injured. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. killed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not uh, killed, but the Domino's <laughs> still had to pay out $78 million in that lawsuit. Uh, right. So because and... <laughs> the, the pizza person was in a hurry and speeding, they didn't see her and they hit her and, the there justification go. was I got to make this guarantee, this 30 right. minute guarantee. Right. So. so this was uh, uh, made illegal. Yeah. So yeah. 
in the Joe's 90s. Pizza, breaking the law. <laughs> breaking the or law. Perhaps, breaking the law. Breaking the law. Perhaps in this <laughs> slightly parallel universe uh, that these movies exist in, that never happened or something. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I do like that, as r- ridiculous as the thing is, because the scenario still has plenty high stakes regardless. I think it's fun that Joe has said it's a 29 minute guarantee not a 30 minute guarantee oh yeah it's the it's the pizza war (laughs) do you do you know there's a there's a pizza war again it's happening oh no oh what yeah it's happening again in new york uh and joe's pizza is one of the places um but it's (laughs) it's uh the price of pizza Um, see what happens is a new place comes in and they're like we're selling slices for a dollar and the other places that were selling their slices for 250 are like well, now we have to go down to a dollar. So like one will go 99 cents and then the other one will go 95 cents. Oh, and, God. And they'll just start dropping their prices. Uh, and <laughs> that's that's what happens. It happens every couple of years, apparently. Somebody comes Thanks, in, some new place comes in and gets the bright idea of like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do them. They got a dollar a slice. I'll do 99 I'll do a, cents. Yeah, dollar pizzas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Then it all gets ridiculous for yeah. a while. Um, yeah. No. So yeah, we're we're the New York is in the middle of a pizza war right now. <laughs> yeah, everybody else has thirty minute guarantees. Joe says twenty nine. Right, uh, just so they stand out. Yeah, yeah. We we could talk about the deep dish if you want. Uh, yeah, I mean it's is... important because it doesn't exist in New York. <laughs> this is... Ooh, I uh, I can slightly understand the impulse of oh, like I want to make these sound like really intense pieces, so I'll just say they're eight extra large deep dish pizzas but that's not that's chicago pizza that's those not would, those would each be ugh. 10 pounds yeah and then, <laughs> you would you would have to be spider-man yeah. in order to lift that i know eight <laughs> eight of them to but go we somewhere. see what pete what the pizzas are next week when the guy takes yeah. the slice out so yeah we know these literal pizzas yeah. Well, yeah i mean we could even extrapolate from the pizzas in the background with our like extra like there's regular new york neapolitan pizza in the background so right what, what are we doing what are we doing here um and i like <laughs> i'm not trying to start any like food wars about the quality of different styles of pizza out 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 here and about it's just that it's literally wrong i'm not yeah. saying i'm not right. saying it's worse i'm not that, saying that deep being dish said is worse. that all being said <laughs> deep dish pizza isn't pizza it's lasagna let's call it what it is <laughs> Call it delicious lasagna. It delicious. tastes great. It tastes great. It just delicious pizza flavored lasagna, but it is yeah. in fact lasagna. Yeah. It's not great. pizza. It's, the thing about the the deep, it's like if somebody's like, you know, oh, I really love like street tacos, man. They're like, yeah, I totally love street tacos, and then they hand you like a smothered burrito, and it's like, I mean, this tastes great too. Uh, and they're like, yeah, no, look, there's like you know a, a tortilla and there's meat and everything. I was like, yeah, but this isn't tacos. But yeah, but like. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just yeah, saying. I love all the stuff in tacos. I love tacos too. Look at all the stuff. It's like no, it's this is different. I, and you know, again, like New York style pizza, my favorite type of pizza. I, Me too. I, Same. I, I protect it with a passion. Love it. I, again, I don't want to, I don't want to get like emails about this right. or whatever. But I, I did not grow up in New York City. It's not like I, it's not like I had a lot of like New York pizza growing up. I've only been in New York a couple times in my life, but. My my personal favorite pizza joint growing up, which is a place where my brother used to work, and he used to draw me pictures of Spider-Man on the boxes from his pizza place work, <laughs> was 
founded by Italians from New York City, whose <laughs> family was from Naples. Uh, and this this place called Abo's Pizza in, in Boulder, if you want to check it out, um, they literally had their dough shipped over from New York every week because they, they wanted the dough that they used to make their New York-style pizza to be made with the water yep. from Manhattan because that's what everybody says is that the, the reason you have a specific consistency and, you know, baking, you know, everything with New York-style pizza is the, the mineral content in the water in Manhattan is different than anywhere else. Yep. So they made sure that their pizzas would rise and bake and taste exactly the same way as New York pizzas. So when I'm, <laughs> like, very strongly nostalgic and defensive of this pizza is because of that that place and how much it means to Also, me. not for nothing, but, like, you get a deep-dish pizza at, like, let's say, Giordano's in, yeah. in Chicago. Uh-huh. uh-huh. A deep-dish pizza, an extra-large deep-dish pizza, that's, that's a $30 pizza. <laughs> yeah. Like... That's a $30 pizza. This is eight of them, supposedly. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. is... That that is almost. I mean, after your tip, that's three hundred dollars. That's insane. Yeah, three hundred dollars. Uh, it's no wonder that Peter is going to get fired. Uh, <laughs> if that's what these are. Um, I mean, that's this that's order, a lot of money to lose. This order came in twenty one minutes ago, and he just got there. Now he's got eight minutes to deliver it. You're fired, Peter. You're yeah. already fired. Already fired. God, you um, dork. Oh man. Uh, anyway, not deep dish pizzas. Uh, it's a silly, yeah. it's a silly addition to this dialogue. It's just so <laughs> unnecessary. You don't need that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I will say uh, really, really loving the fact that Spider-Man, uh, is still two years later sponsored by Dr. Pepper. Uh, heck yeah, it is. It was, <laughs> everywhere. And they, they don't have to do it either. Uh, Mm-mm. they, it's <laughs> good. Remember that Dr. time he Pe- shot Webb at a at a Dr Pepper can? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a lot of Dr Pepper this time. Uh, it's <laughs> it's just filling the back and of the store. And then you've got the guy behind Peter who's just mowing down on that pizza, and he's just got like an open cup of Dr Dr Pepper cup. Um, yeah, which yeah, which I never see these. <laughs> The, like the wax cups with the with the label of the brand. I never of the brand. You, you yeah. only see those in movies and stuff. I've never seen those at at an actual <laughs> establishment. Um, is you're kind of tying yourself down to one beverage there. Like if you have because yeah. it's a fountain drink cup, you want it to work for all right. the drinks. But God, I love I love that they sell Dr Pepper fountain drinks and Dr Pepper in the bottles. With the cooler yeah. in the back. Um, I just, I love that. And I love this uh, this super Italian guy that Mr. Z's works with. Yeah, yeah. Like, with the I gold mean, chain. he's only in it for a half second, but yeah, like the gold chain and his like general attitude. Like, he's yeah. like, he feels like he's been working there all day and he uh-huh. is, he doesn't want to deal with Peter. Uh, just no the one... most Italian Catholic dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> Very, very much. I think that's all we got. We could call it minute four. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the pizza party, guys. We are pizza party we're in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost pizza time. Almost. Almost. Almost pizza time. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up our first week of season two. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.